I, I would be on the freeway driving to an event or something. I'm getting blown all over. I'd stop, go out, turn that shock up, turn up all my, uh, my, my Falcons on the Jeep. And it's like, are you kidding me? All of a sudden, I'm just solid going down the road. There's no more following the ruts and all that stuff. It just tracks really nice. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jock. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And well, I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it's Friday and it's time for another uh, great interview. And, and when I say great interview, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the guest. So <laughs> don't think I'm, I'm smoozing myself. So, you know, I want everybody to remember to go over there every time you're doing a social media post to go over to that, uh, that social media thingy and use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag giveaways. Yes, the giveaways are still going on. I'm Chris, and I think we need to hear some more turkey gobble. Oh, that's easy. I'm Tony, and being an American, I always look forward to Thanksgiving. Although I hear Canada has their own version of Thanksgiving, uh, but, but that happens before the real Thanksgiving. Chris, are they just copying us? No, they're not copying us, because they do it on a Monday in October. Oh, good Lord. And it's just a Monday. It's three-day weekend's a three-day weekend, but it, in America, we do a four-day weekend, do it Thursday, Friday long weekend not monday oh yeah and there's is there any big sales associated with uh, with thanksgiving you know we have that that black friday which i think it should be more of a brown gravy for friday not not called black friday yeah i agree i don't i don't know i used to work or, for a canadian company and they had something called boxing day but i think the boxing day is more around christmas than than black friday or brown gravy thursday <laughs> or brown gravy friday sorry or I guess it could be uh, what would it, would it be? Not uh, brown gravy leftovers. It could be leftovers yeah. Friday. That that makes a lot of sense. There, you know, you have uh, Thanksgiving and then leftover Fridays. <laughs> yes. So they still do have a. They just still have turkey in Canada. I, well, thought I was going to ask that. that. I, I was going to ask if they actually uh, cooked the uh, the Canadian goose instead of turkeys. You know, because they're they, they're so rowdy and stuff. They should, but they don't, because that's a protected species in Canada, too. And I always ask them, years I work for them, they still call it Canadian geese. I just thought you'd call it a goose or a geese. I'm like, no, Canadian geese. I'm like, we're in Canada. Why not just call it a goose? That's right. <laughs> Chinese food. Do, you, do they have Chinese food places in, uh, in China? Well, of course they do, but they just yes. call them food. <laughs> the old joke. Uh, hey, Chris, did you have a chance to listen to our, our last week's interview with Robert of ElementFire.com? I did. Great interview. Great product. Definitely has me rethinking the uh, little red five or six pound kitty fire extinguisher I have strapped to the roll bar in my Jeep. It looks cool, but uh, after listening to the interview, it obviously could be a projectile and uh, it's not going to work nearly as long as the element fire uh, uh, extinguisher works. And the element fire is, is so light. I think this is true that you can you could uh, Velcro it which makes it a lot easier to get off of wherever you've got it mounted. And, of course, it didn't even have to be mounted up high, uh, and they, they last forever. But the, primarily, I wanted to ask you, did you see the image that we used to help promote that, uh, that interview with uh, Jay Leno's picture on it? I did. I did see the image posted. So did any of that disturb you? I mean, seeing, I mean, it, I mean it was just really such a, a perfect 
coincidence that he was recently involved in a fire. He was uh, instrumental in helping promote the Element Fire on his uh, Jay Leno's Garage YouTube channel. And uh, we didn't speed up the publication of this episode. It just happened to be about the same time after uh, Jay uh, and I heard he received third-degree burns in that fire while he was trying to to light a uh, steam-powered vehicle of his. And uh, I just thought it made too much sense to, because uh, you know we don't we don't put up pictures of celebrities on our, uh, our 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 thumbnails for their for our episodes because they're not in the episode. I mean, certainly if they're in the episode, I mean, like Jim Morrison was on. I, I it's sure I sure the hell used Jim Morrison's picture, but he was in the episode. And it, although Jay wasn't in this episode, we we talked about him quite a bit, and he was very pro uh, Element Fire. So it just seemed like a no brainer to me. Um, and, uh, but, uh, we got a little pushback on him being, uh, on that, in that image with that Jeep on fire in the background. Did you have any, any, uh, feelings about that? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I mean, everybody uh, has their own opinions. Uh, I didn't have any issues with it. And uh, you're right. It was just a coincidence. Uh, and Jay, uh, he, uh, during the interview, episode 713. So for anybody who hasn't listened, go back and listen to that. Uh, it, yeah, Jay is mentioned because Jay is a, uh, was a proponent of the element fire mm-hmm. and working with Robert. And I think even invited Robert to be on Jay Leno's garage, he did, yeah. obviously well before the interview with Robert. So yeah, I know. And here in the interview, you guys talk about Jay and, uh, yeah, we, we wish Jay a uh, speedy recovery and, uh, just, a, just a great guy. Not only a great car guy, seems like just a great person. Yeah, that, that's everything I've always heard uh, about Jay. And of course, uh, Robert even mentions that in, uh, in the interview about what, what a great, just down to earth guy that uh, Jay Leno is. And I just want to make it clear. I meant absolutely no disrespect to Jay Leno or his situation. Uh, in fact, prior uh, to uh, publishing the episode, uh, actually, at, just after publishing the episode, I sent uh, Robert a, uh, an email letting him know that the, the episode was out and uh, that I had no reason to think that he had any direct contact with Jay Leno. But uh, if for some reason he did or some way that he did, uh, please uh, uh, let Jay know that we're praying for him for a full recovery. And uh, it was it was really neat. Robert wrote back pretty quick and said he ha- just happened to be in uh, California. He was going to be uh, meeting with some friends that know Jay, and he would pass along that uh, that message. And I was thinking, my God, this is just amazing uh, how uh, we can do this uh, this this show and then have the ability. It's like that. What is it? The six degrees of separation for Kevin Bacon or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. really it's just really neat. You never know uh, what when you do something. Uh, how it's going to affect uh, your ability to, to interact with people around the world and famous people. So, but absolutely no disrespect meant to Jay. And we did have somebody reach out to us and uh, let us know that the image that they felt, the image and several other people that had uh, told this person that it, the image was in poor taste. I, I didn't think it was, I, I didn't think it was poor taste, but again, appreciate, you know, appreciate that individual reaching out to the show. And I believe you you since updated it uh, accordingly, yep, correct? Yep. So uh, I I worked with the individual back and forth. We kind of chatted back and forth on uh, uh, Instagram uh, chat, and I just kind of wanted to get an idea of what what was what was wrong with it. And uh, I think that the 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 basic thing was is that it was Jay Leno in close proximity to the flames of a Jeep that was on fire in the background. And uh, so uh, he and I worked back and forth to come up with a. Uh, 
uh, uh, what I feel is less impactful because that image, you know how they say image uh, is worth a thousand words. So changing the, the Jeep on fire in the background, changing the uh, Jeep on fire in the background to just uh, a, a more festive Christmassy type image uh, was okay with him. And it, and it, it's still, it's a, it's a pretty picture, but it's just not the same as a, a fire, a fire extinguisher and Jay Leno. Uh, and again, it, we didn't have anything to do with uh, the situation Jay's in, but we were certainly uh, using it to our advantage to help promote uh, that that uh, that episode. And of course, getting more listens is always the thing you want to do. But uh, in conjunction with that, if we had were able to get people to buy a fire extinguisher, maybe if they had the same problem that I did, that they expire, letting people know, uh, getting them to listen to this interview so that they go, wow, this doesn't expire. And it lasts longer than a regular fire extinguisher that they might actually buy one, maybe buy a, 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 as a gift for somebody, Black Friday or for Christmas. And uh, it would keep somebody's vehicle from burning down or even save a life. So with all that uh, in line, I, I, I think it made sense. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I, I think the media makes us think that celebrities aren't real people that you can say or do or whatever you want to do about a celebrity because of their public nature. Uh, but uh, I've, I've found firsthand that um, celebrities are people and they get uh, their feelings get hurt and they don't like negative things said about them. They just kind of got to get used to it because they're so abused uh, in the, the public space. And, and I don't want to be one of those people, frankly. So uh, I didn't think that this would do anything to uh, hurt or upset Jay, like a, uh, like <laughs> like he's going to even know anything about the show. <laughs> you know, sure. never going to see such a thing. Maybe hear it, hear something in passing, and just go, "Oh yeah, well that that's what happens being uh, in the public." So, but it was it was very uh, it was great that I was actually able to uh, potentially make things better. Uh, for Jay Leno, and uh, always like Jay, uh, I, I he's a car guy. Uh, he seems to be a regular guy, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a it's a blessing to be able to perhaps make uh, this time that he's going through a, a little better simply by uh, changing an image. It was an easy thing to do. So, Chris, am I a bad person? No, you're not a bad person. <laughs> Get well soon, Jay. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, ho, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're going to be talking with Dennis from TerraFlex. Dennis has been with TerraFlex for almost 20 years. His first eight years with TerraFlex was, uh, were filled as their installation shop manager, but when TerraFlex decided to pivot to a manufacturing facility and no longer do retail installations, they needed somewhere to put Dennis. His propensity for nearly continuous babbling made him for a candidate for training and installation videos, though not pleasant to look at. I know what you. I know you're feeling there. Uh, <laughs> exactly, Dennis. He was cheap enough, and hey, he was already there. It was a perfect fit, and the TerraFlex social media accounts were born. Dennis continues to this day as owner, <clears throat> bullshit, and founder, not bloody likely, of TerraFlex. 
Actually, no one at Terraflex knows what Dennis actually does or what to call him. He just keeps collecting a check and travels around. He seems to enjoy it. So, hey, let him stay. After all, what else could, could they do? Well, yeah, I guess you could go back to do ins- installations in the parking lot. They'd, uh, they'd probably run you out of there pretty quick. Come past that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who wants to? I, you know, I don't like working on Jeeps, I like knowing that it's done the way I've done it and I can trust it. Uh, and and I really like that aspect of it, but doing it, oh my god, you know, the looking for the tool for 10 minutes because you didn't put it back in the same place alone, and and we won't even start with the 10 millimeter socket missing thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad if you're in a shop. It's when you're out on the trail and somebody breaks their junk, and then they all look at you like, "Here's a guy that knows how to yeah, fix don't, this." Don't right? you don't you know how to do that mechanican thing? Uh, just get over here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start a little bit about you. Are you a Jeep owner? You you pretty much got to be, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I've been Jeep owner for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I hate asking these questions for long-time Jeepers because I say, uh, tell us about your Jeep because they say, which one? Are you in the which one category? Yeah, sir. Yeah. So, I'll, so I'll ask, what is your favorite one? Oh, that's tough too, you know? <laughs> they can't hear you. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been through, you know, because the whole Terraflex thing, I burned through quite a few Jeeps, you know, I get to, I get to build one, I don't know, every year or year and a half or whatever, and mm-hmm. just kind of build it how I like it. And so, and so each one of them has this little niche, like an overland rig, then there's the big bag crawler and stuff. So I don't know, we've been through them, but I guess, um, right now, my, my personal rig, my, my LJ has got to be my, my baby right now God, i'd like the jeep i like my jl too mm-hmm. and the fact that i have dyslexia really makes oh. that a problem with a jl and a, a j I, i'm sitting here trying to think now which one is the tj the long uh, tj yeah, <laughs> lj yeah so i'm the same way I, I i say that backwards all the time so uh i've had a, a 1998 uh cherokee xj from mm-hmm. from the day it was new and it was my daily driver, and people are so sick of hearing this on the show. It was my daily driver until a year ago when I got a 2021 Jeep Gladiator. And yes, I still have the Cherokee, damn it. It's not going anywhere, and it's not for sale. So I'll just stop all that, all those questions. So actually, I got the, got the JT uh, to, to tow the XJ out, but the, the Gladiator does great off-road uh, just the way it is. I mean, I've got the lift and everything else on it, so it's been doing really wonderful. So I can very, under, very much understand the, the JL must be very it, – it, I can see – because I've kind of got a vehicle from the, the LJ uh, realm – uh, and I have a, a new one too. So it, you must be torn between the two of them. I mean, I love the TJ. Uh, my wife and girls have, have TJs. So I drive a TJ quite often. They're, they're really nice. Of course, everybody told me to find an LJ when I was looking for my, my wife's vehicle, but yeah, oh yeah, good, good luck. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now the LJ is awesome because it's, uh, well, you know, it's, it starts out and then, then you just beat it up. So it's stretched <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, oh, you, you know, stretched it. Okay. Yeah, it's 140. I'm on 42s and oh my god, double beads and six two LS in it and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. You know, so yeah, yeah, it goes on and on and on. My crawler and it's and it, the trouble is, is I made it all pretty, you know. So it has this nice paint job and it's all gorgeous and pretty. So now I go out and wheel it and 
there I am, scared I'm going to scratch again, just like I'm driving my JL. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, why, did, why did you choose red, or did that, was that just the color that came on it? No, no, it's, a, uh, it's uh, white. I did uh, bright white I could, I could find, and I just did blue Terraflex stickers. It's got blue wheels and, uh, you know, a couple of the old... Uh, I'm sorry, Dennis. Uh, white was the wrong answer. We all know, of course, red is the correct answer. <laughs> you could have just gone along with it, you know. You didn't have to. You didn't have to tell the truth. <laughs> I went through uh, quite a few. Well, there was some soul searching. What color do you choose? But uh, well, if you're going to put stickers on it, or if you're going to do a wrap, white makes sense, of course. Yeah, I did. I wrapped, put some Terraflex stuff on it. Did they force you to do that? Is is that a requirement? No. No. <laughs> do they did they threaten you before? No. It's, okay, good. It, it's uh, yeah, we're proud to support the Terraflex. There you that's go. All. I like hearing that. So yeah, twenty years. My gosh, that's a that's a great long term commitment on both your parts, both the company and yours. Yeah, I had a a, a shop across the street from Terraflex for yeah, uh, lots mm. of years. But anyway, they. Uh, they kept coming over and they're like, hey, why don't you just come over and run our shop for us? You know, and like, leave all this? Are you serious? You know? So anyway, the guy would never sell me the building. So long story short, uh, one day I just in December, I remember walking over there and going, all right, guys, let's do this. They're like, sweet. So I hauled all my guys and all my stuff, all my junk, and hauled it across the street. It was then, it was MEPCO at the time. Uh, so we made it, and I was all terrain. I don't care. So we made it Mepco's all terrain. We joined up and did this thing, and did the shop for a while. And then as time went on, Terraflex Mepco started. Terraflex Mepco is Military Equipment Parts Company. Oh, okay. They they uh, they had all this these resources to to get into the old military jeeps and stuff. And then over the years, they just became the jeep store in the Mountain West, really. So anyway, Terraflex uh, in '96. Uh, when the, the Coil Spring TJ came out, nobody made a lift for it. So Mepco said, well, geez, we need a lift for these. So I said, let's just start a company and build our own lift. So they started making Coil Spring lifts for the TJ, and that was Terraflex. Well, it didn't take long for Terraflex to outgrow Mepco. And when that started happening, that's when they started, they bought out Mepco, then they bought me out, and then we all just came onto the, the Terraflex team. And we've lived happily ever after. Well, I guess you would have to say that. I mean, not have to say it, but I guess you would say that after being there for so long. I mean, uh, it, it's really unusual, I think, these days for for somebody to be at a company for that long. And obviously, it was a yeah. Obviously, it was a good uh, a good match. That's really interesting. I had no idea how Terraflex came to be. Of course, we've all heard of Terraflex many many times. Uh, if you've been around uh, Jeeps and been buying parts, of course, you know about Terraflex. I'm curious, uh, how did the name come about? I mean, I've seen that and never thought about it before until tonight. Yeah, it was, well, um, Mark Faulkner was the, the owner of Mepco and so forth at the time. But anyway, they, uh, um, I think he just, they did the Terra is the Earth. Uh-huh. We're going to make a lift that flexes. So they're like, let's just make, you know, Terra Earth, you know, yeah. Earth Flex. Well, I think that's a lot better than Faulkner Flex because there's all <laughs> kinds of trouble there. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Yeah. yeah, well, that makes it makes complete sense. I just thought there might be something uh, a little more off the wall than what uh, what, what was obvious, but obvious uh, works well. Yeah, just 
Yeah, is what it is. So for the 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 few, the very few out there that have uh, that don't know about TerraFlex, what you guys carry, what all what all things do you guys do? Yeah, we started out like I say in '96 with the TJ lifts doing uh, suspensions, mm-hmm. you know, the oil spring lift, and and then it was uh, it was really interesting to watch the the company through those years as they try to make control arms that would actually flex. Remember the the first. <laughs> The first suspension they made for this DJ, and they're like, okay, we got to put some arms on it. So they made these control arms that were a little longer and put urethane bushings in both ends of it, bolted them on, and took it over to the ramp. And as they drove it up, both tires proceeded up the ramp <laughs> without the, the axle flexing or moving at all. It just totally carried that <laughs> the driver's side tire. Well, they were strong, the though. <laughs> so what <laughs> you're saying, and they were built well. <laughs> okay. All these companies that are using these uh, urethane joints, this isn't going to work. So right. they went back to the drawing board and made some, they were actually arms that had threads in them that would let them flex. And those things, you know, should go as far as you wanted them to go. So anyway, over the years, they just uh, uh, did all these different iterations of all of the, the lifts through it. So lifts, uh, suspensions, and they started making uh, some bumpers for it was probably the next step. Um, and then uh, low range gearing. We were on the, we did the, the what, four to one low uh, for the, for the uh, 231 transfer case. And then we also did the 300, we had three to one low range kit for those and the model 20, the old school stuff. You know? Right. Yeah. Gearing. And then um, shoot. Now when the, when the JK hit, it was just like game on for the whole, for the whole industry, really you know, that JK hit and, and all of a sudden, all the 40-somethings wives would let them have a Jeep because they had four yeah, doors. Yeah. It, just, it just opened the world up. So, uh, yeah, then at that point, we really did the, the sliders, the bumpers, the, you know, the full suspension systems. Um, shoot. Uh, what, axles? Then, then we got into the axles right about that time. Actually, with the TJ, we actually did the axles. And it's interesting because TerraFlex, when we first did that, uh, those axles, um, we're the ones that developed that, that CRD, that continuous radius design, you know, you see where they're all high pinion and the, the bottoms are all shaved and they roll the cover up on it. Right. And that was a, that was a TerraFlex thing. So we developed that CRD 60 housing and, uh, yeah, we've made our own axles in house for, for years. So, and then that's progressed on to where now we're, you know, we're making replacement housings for the JK and the, the JL and then sixties for all of the above and then it's just gotten bigger she, now we even have 40 spline semi float 60 goodness jk's <laughs> what the problem was that these stinking even though it's a 35 spline shaft in a jk when you start loading up a, a jk i mean they're they're freaking train anyway and then you start right. banging it down trails and loading it up and you'll actually the way that the unit bearing set up on that axle, it gives it a, a pretty big moment arm for that axle to to try to to bend that shaft. And so you'll have guys come off the trail, squeak, 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 squeak. What's squeaking? Well, that's your brakes. Your rotors wobbling back and forth, and your disc brakes are squeaking in the caliper, and you got a bent shaft, buddy. Wow. So so even even in you know the the forty fours and everything in the back would do that, and also the sixties would do it as well. So that's why we just said, all right, done. We're putting 40, 40 spline shafts in these things and, you know, set 80 bearings. Let's see if we can bend that. 
So where was oh. it bending? Was it bending up where the spline is or down along the, the run of the shaft? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's um, it, it would be down in the in the shaft a little further, right? And there's also a, a, a shear point where the um, where the bearings sit up against it, so you'll you'll have them break and shear out there a little mm -hmm. bit, just just because of the radius of it. You know, whenever there's a transition in the shaft, you get a, a harsh radius in them that'll will give it a shear point. So, so I guess my question would be, how does a forty spline keep the the shaft from bending further down the tube? Because it, yeah, uh, there's, there, well, there's still, there's still forty spline, but they do give you a little taper down, then back up, and they do that um, so that there's some flex in the shaft. <laughs> I remember when oh, I, I okay. did my my YJ back in the day, and I did a, a a shaft in it. I'm like, and I sent it in. I'm like, guys, I just want a thirty-five spline shaft. I don't want any of that, any of that stuff where you neck them down and everything. I want a good solid shaft. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the guys at the axle shop were like. What an idiot! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, let's let him, let's let him learn for himself. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> said it to me. I would break stuff like there was no tomorrow. It was so solid that I would shear. I put hubs on it out there too. It was cool at the time. Yeah. But anyway, to the hubs, I break those. I break pinions, ring gears. And finally, I'm like, what is going on? And then I started reading about it, and I'm like, oh man, do I feel like? Oh man, I was hoping you'd call them and said, hey, what the hell? These things are breaking. They're not even better. What'd you do to me here? And then they they explained it to you. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong. I started thinking, why does every shaft have a a taper down to it? All except mine. <laughs> oh wait a minute, the engineers, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I had no idea about that. And I would think, I would have thought exactly the same way you were thinking. Just make it big, damn yeah. it. And big is better. We will take shafts and we'll give them to <laughs> Curtis down at Just for Fun. Well, shop's down here and he has a LS supercharged in his JL and uh, the 60 in it. And we'll put those shafts in it and draw a line down them. And he'll go out. You can see his videos on YouTube. This guy E flat drives that thing hard and it just just, wah, just hammers it and full throttle it's loud and goes for it and he'll bang them around and he'll bring it back pull that shaft out and it will have one full rotation wow, on that shaft my and not be broken so he's like what if we just swapped it so he just swapped it to the other side and let it wind back the other way <laughs> you start finding hey, that's, that's a good trick amazing track. that is I just amazing more mileage out of my shafts doing that yeah exactly that that's uh that's that's really cool well the shafts have to be the same length i guess uh they are they are on the rear axles yeah um, you know, interesting you'll watch a guy on the trail and he'll start he'll start driving and you're like hey your locker's not on Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it is. It's just the left tire <laughs> rotated half a turn. That's a, that's a scary as hell turn. twisting a metal rod, you know? Oh, it is. Just the just idea, wrong. just the kinetic energy that would be involved in that is just so, so scary. But they, they hold together, and it's amazing, especially when you start looking at the size of the, the axles themselves. It, it, it doesn't look, when you compare it to like a 42, you're looking at, my God, look how big this thing is on a toothpick. And it does so, it, it holds together. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. And there's all kinds of metallurgy involved with them. You know how they mm -hmm. harden the outside, not the inside. And, um, they had a whole stack of shafts. That was back in my uh, what was that an 08 or my uh, the general call it had a five seven Hemi in it. But anyway, on 40s, and they would say, "All right, we got a bunch of shafts. We want you to try all these shafts. See if you can break them." 
Right throw them in the back of that GT. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I get it spinning and drop it off a cl- off of a, a, a parking ramp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them would just shatter like glass. They're too hard. Mm-hmm. I had another one I swear was made out of rubber. It just it would never break, but it was just so bent. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting learning curve for me to watch all that go down. But uh, Oh, and a, and a great way to learn and not have to be uh, any expense to it. Or That's right. <laughs> it's great. I mean, what a wonderful job. Very. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but it seems to me that you guys have a little bit of everything uh, for uh, for the vehicles. What all uh, vehicles do you guys support? Um, well, we're just we're Jeep, you know. So oh, of course, that's I mean, I'm sorry from, when I say vehicle, I'm it's yeah, implied yeah. Jeep. So the models, what models do you support? Uh, everything from uh, we have, you know, the coil spring mostly, leaf spring stuff. I mean, we had our. Uh, revolver shackles is, and a few things like that is about all we have left for the old YJ guys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all the TJ stuff still intact, all the JKJL stuff all over the line, gladiator stuff. We have some awesome stuff for gladiators. I'll tell you what, our uh, extended travel kit on the rear where it takes a, a gladiator, even, even the Mojave gladiator has 10 inches of travel on the rear. Mm-hmm. Our kit has 16. So I was out at offroading101.com doing a 101 class. So we did an interview with Todd, and I was out there, and the guy that was doing the training, I I pulled up. I have a 2021 Gladiator, and I pulled up in one of the obstacles that were in the 101 class, and he goes, you know, you should check out TerraFlex because they have something that would make the the rear suspension come alive as far as uh, articulation goes. And for the longest time, I was trying to remember what he what what company he said. Then I went, oh, I saw that TerraFlex, and now it's interesting that you're mentioning it. Tell me, tell me more about that because we have a lot of Gladiator listeners out there that might be interested in increasing their travel uh, articulation on the on the Gladiator rear, the rear uh, of the Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiators have an issue when they design these things. The upper control arms are shorter than the lower control arms by quite a bit. So you do this this radius of an arm thing when it when an axle drops out and one's short and one's long and what happens is you've got two circles going so as you rotate it your pinion so your pinion's going to the drive line so as you droop it out that pinion just drops down like it's bad because wow. the third upper arms don't let it go so if you go over like a I don't know, it's about a six inch, you know, with the shocks on it. If, if you go a longer shock with your lift, mm-hmm. that thing will drop down and it just snaps that pinion, that U-joint right at the pinion, just takes it out. So uh, I think the, the early manufacturers, first to the lift, first to the lift to the market with our lift. Well, uh, all of a sudden they started coming back with broken drive lines and they're like, oh, shoot. So the solution is they put short shocks on them. So if you Limited, don't. it, yeah. Yeah, if you don't correct that problem, then you just limit your travel so that it can't go down so far that it breaks your driveline. So that seems like a, a bad way to, a bad solution for that. Everybody wants their travel out of their suspension. Right. For ride and flex and all of that stuff. So what we did is we made some upper control arm brackets that bolt to the axle that, that actually correct that problem. And we did those and we got them patented. We put them out there and, uh, just lock them in so you can bolt these things on and it will correct that pinion drop on it well the next thing was is the uh the uh the the, the track bar back there is uh 
it gets to the sway bar it gets to be uh hanging down you know how those links hang way down on the ground when you get those longer lift right so we move that sway bar up on top so we could drop the links and, and clear that mess up and then we uh we did all the the brake line extension all the all the necessary little hardware for the Oh, like your ABS lines and everything, just because all of a sudden that suspension can can be all it can be, and that thing can flex like crazy. So anyway, that's the the, the real trick to the thing is getting those control arm brackets fixed up on it. So is is it a complete kit or is it just the brackets? Yeah, you can, no, it's an, an extended travel. So say extended say travel. like you know you've got somebody's uh, you got a lift on there, you've got it lifted, whatever. You don't start over. You can just add that extended travel kit to it, and that will give you the the brackets. Your existing arms can go on it, and then it'll give you a driveline spacer to get your your uh, driveline straight on. It'll give you all the um, all the necessary hardware and little uh, um, your ABS lines, extensions, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll pretty much take care of uh, everything you need to do to make that happen. So you can you can just add that, and then it's a question of adding a shock to it and of course you want to put falcon shocks on it obviously all right you want to put falcons on it. <laughs> so i put a uh, a two and a half inch uh, mopar lift on mine because of the warranty uh-huh. and uh the and i often like doing these things you know the hell with the listeners i'm going to ask about my stuff um <laughs> so i'm out I'm, i am on the terraflex.com uh site right this second and i see the extended travel axle bracket kit um mm-hmm. but but you're saying there's more to it i mean you can buy just those but there's there's something yeah, there's, more that i might want to get yeah there's a full extended travel kit as well on there. okay so the jt extended travel shock accessory system no the extended travel shock accessory no i'm not seeing it they're, they're breaking it down probably on there but it also has a there's a separate part number for the whole extended travel kit which gives you all of it you know the sway bar and the whole nine yards you don't happen to know the uh the part number off the top of your head do you right hey I, you know it's worth asking because uh <laughs> i'm gonna have to look it up and put it in the show notes because i know there's gonna be somebody uh that wants to know this like me <laughs> I have a catalog kicking no that's all right that's all right well i can put it in the show notes for people i just thought i'd uh, I'd just check and you could be very impressive uh actually we could pause and look it up failed and then, on that one <laughs> well i was gonna say we could pause you could look it up and then just say oh yeah it's blah 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 <laughs> well let me think oh yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, no problem. So anyway, what kind of uh, what kind of articulation does that give you? Uh, is it, it extends it quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, there isn't something in the inch uh, an inch range that's uh, like twelve or twenty inches, or I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a sixteen inch um, travel is what it's going to give you. So from compression to drop out is sixteen. Mm-hmm. And, and like I was saying, the Mojave, the big desert racer one that they did with all the long shots, that gives you ten inches. So we're another six past that, and then your your stock one probably is in the six inch range or something, you know. So we're uh, we're adding a good ten inches on top of yeah. And there's whatever. no and there's no downside to, to this uh, for on road characteristics, or it's just oh. off road articulation, just like similar similar to what the the front end does when you uh, disconnect the sway bar, you get more articulation. Doesn't hurt you on road at all. Yeah, well, you know, sway bar coming off, you'll feel that with the body roll and all that, but you're not going to feel that the body added body roll with the sway bar just because that sway bar stays connected on the back it's a it's more of like a, a trail bar where the suspension can overcome the uh that that trail that track bar back there right. 
Well, I, I had no idea that the pinion angle would get so uh, it's such a sharp thing. That just that's that's horrible. That's that's a, a, an accident hey, waiting to happen. You put them on a lift to let that rear end drop. It's like, are you kidding me? That thing just it goes. It just the pinion drops so hard. Dang, that's a bad deal. <laughs> well, I guess if you're using it as a truck, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. If it, you're just putting around, then I would never know. But it's a Jeep, damn it. Uh, somebody's going to take it off road. That's right. Well, that's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like I said, somebody had mentioned it to me, and I didn't think much of it until you said about pinion angle. I'm all, holy crap, I don't want that happening. That would just be horrible. Um, people yeah, get, you know, you're thinking you're okay right up until yeah. you go through that little dip or something, and all of a sudden your, your suspension unloads a little, and then you're... Well, it's it's new. I've been uh, been successful going taking it off road, and, it, and it's just going to get dangerous because I'm going to get more dangerous trying more things, and then all of a sudden, snap! Oh, what was that? That's strange. This is new. Why would that happen? <laughs> well, that's very interesting. So you you guys, uh, so you basically you guys have come up with a lot of innovating uh, innovative things. It's not just your standard uh, lift kits. You you design things that make uh, the jeeping experience better for people. That makes it work. Yeah, you know, the thing that gripes me worse, there, there's like every once in a while, like the Renegade guys. Okay, they came out with these lifts to the Renegade. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were a stinking puck. Yeah. And they I was just going to say, was it a hockey puck? Yeah. It was. And they said, just put this on your Jeep and you're inch and a half taller. Well, they throw them on there and their camber is so bad that as they're driving down the road, it's just scrubbing their tires off. These guys are eating tires in 5,000 miles. Um, and I talked to the guys who were making them. They're like, yeah, we're selling these like hockey. We sell thousands of them. I'm thinking, that's just awful. Yeah. Why would you sell that to somebody when they, it's just it's just eating their tires out? You know it's not right. Right. So, you know, we came out shoot, a year and a half later with a, with a little suspension lift for them that corrects the camber and sets them all up so you can bolt it on. Your, your alignment's perfect. Everything works great. And away you go. So... That's that's kind of how we like to to do it. Just get it and put, do, do it right. So was it so, an angled hockey puck where it's uh, shorter on one side than the other? <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> we actually had to make metal brackets that kick the because you know you're using a a strut, right? So right. you had to move the strut out to get them straight. So yeah. That's great. I mean, that's great. There's people out there that want to buy Renegades, uh, e- even though it's blasphemy for the original Renegade. They they want to buy a Renegade. It's in their price range. It, it, it fits their personality. But one thing we always do, and we take a lot of flack for this, especially me, because I don't like it. I don't. It's not a Jeep. I call it a Gino, a Jeep in name only. And you, I, I don't mind if people buy these things. But don't think you're buying something that you're going to have a huge aftermarket support for. And in 20 years, if it's still running, it'll be amazing because it's just not the same quality of a, of a vehicle. Uh, and then, of course, that could be argued. That could be argued from the older Jeeps too to the newer Jeeps. But it's just it's just not it's not the Jeep you think you're getting in in many cases. I think. Well, it's it's a worldwide platform. Yes. So, you now you go over to Korea and stuff, and their their forums for Renegades are so much bigger than the Wrangler for them. It's crazy. I mean, they just <laughs> they just have this group of, I got a Renegade, you got a Renegade. I think we're Renegades. And they go off and do their thing, and they put little racks and lifts and stuff on them. They just have a blast with them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing yeah, wrong with cool. it. it but, it, but, but it's blasphemy yeah. when it comes to a, a Jeep. It's like the Compass or the Liberty. God, I hate the Liberties because, in my mind, that's what got, got the XJ canceled. 
and the XJ is just it, it's it's just wonderful. You know, you mentioned the four door thing earlier. I actually was going. Uh, I went to the Jeep dealership to buy a TJ. My wife and I always wanted a Jeep Wrangler, and that's what was out was TJs. And I had found one. And when I got brought her up there to look at it to get the okay to to buy it, there was an XJ, a, a red XJ on the showroom floor, and we I had. Guess that. I knew it was red. Yeah, of course. Of course you did. <laughs> and, uh, well, her TJ's red too. Exact same paint code. But anyway, I don't. I still don't know how that happened. It was destiny. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we saw the, the XJ there and I went, you know, we got two little girls. It's a four-door. We'll get a TJ later. Let's just get this one. It's uh, the color that we love and it's still a Jeep. And I had no idea I was getting such an iconic vehicle and th- that they would make so many of those. And of course, to some people, XJ's aren't real Jeeps. Maybe perhaps even to you. Whatever. No, <laughs> I used to wheel with those things. That 103 inch wheelbase, they used to just kick our butts in our little short wheelbase YJs and stuff. Right. Those XJs, and they were they did their thing down in Moab. They used to really wheel well. Brainless and shameless, I think is the is the way it goes. <laughs> Where they flex so well, you know uh, exactly. Windows yeah. down and. Just, just don't open the, uh, the, the the hatch on the end and expect to get it closed. <laughs> yeah, it had built-in flex. I like that. So, uh, well, that's great. So, uh, what other innovative things have you come out with, and uh, for what, uh, which, which model Jeeps? Uh, shoot, the uh, we we just uh, we've just done the uh, the front uh, thirty housing is the first one we did for the JLs, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the disconnect. The 30 housing in the JLs is, is, is accurate, any of the housings really in the front of them, that Vantech thing is, seems to be holding up better than the JK ones did, but we're still losing them. Right. The guys are sharing them, sharing them off at the disconnect and breaking knuckles and this and that and the other. So they're still breaking them up. So um, we, we did that one first. So that's it's all the geometry. Everything's there. So it's just a direct replacement bolt up. Um, the 30 is kind of an interesting gear set because they're the, the same as the regular 30 gear sets that go into, into the, uh, into the front end of a, of a, of a JL. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, we got the, the 60s for them, front and rear, which, uh, that took, that took a while. Just, I don't know, just getting all the geometry and everything down on them so that it all matched so that we could bolt one in, put it on the alignment rack. Everything was perfect. We actually throw a little more caster at them usually than they call for. Get up around five or six degrees, and um, it makes them drive a little nicer when you got a lift under them. So anyway, did those? Um, what else we do on those things? We've got our long arm system on them, which uh, that was a saga because we always done long arms. Just you know, in fact, from the TJ days, if you had a TJ and you had more than three inches, you just wanted a long arm. They just yeah. And so as, as time goes on, the JKs and the JLs actually have longer arms to start with. So you can get away without a long arm a little, with a little more lift and still right. do pretty good. But at some point, uh, especially the high horsepower guys, these guys, uh, um, like the guys at America's Most Wanted and stuff that uh, do those, uh, you know, shoot, they do the demon motor swaps in them and the right. engines and all that. They, they do the long arm, our long arm suspension on them, just because when they launch, they don't get that lift out of it. So the J392 guys are eating up our long arm system. And when we did it, we made it as a bolt-on kit. So instead of, uh, we always had grief with the guys being able to weld. 
on the, on the JK. <laughs> so they put the rear bracket on and then we'd see them cracking. So then we gave them a big steel plate, weld this plate on, then weld to that, you know, to try to help out the welders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seemed to help quite a bit. But we got to this, to the JL and they got these hydroformed frames that are just hard and, uh, and, they're coated with its triple or quadruple coating and it's hard to grind them off. And so you got this dissimilar metal you're trying to weld to. You can weld to it, but you need to really be a good welder. So we said, all right, let's just, let's see if we can make this thing bolt on. So they went through it and sure enough, the holes were there so we could make brackets and the holes were already in the frame so that we, uh, the, the rear especially bolts up really nice. On the front, we have to lose a couple of the, the factory bracket, cut off part of one of them, and then it just bolts on as well. And we have to drill a hole. Even drilling that hole is like makes you go, that is a serious frame. So, but anyway, you uh, uh, you can just bolt these things up and, and away you go. We did spacers in the frame, the whole thing. There, It's a nice kit. It bolts them up solid. Mm-hmm. So that, that long arm suspension that's, uh, you know, just a uh, bolt up is... That's kind of a, a new drill for us, but man, it's worked out great. So, is that uh, the long arm kit front and rear, or is it sold separately, front or rear? Yeah, it's it's you can do either one, but it's it's a kit front and rear. So the so, the reason why I ask that is like uh, I mean you, you're right. I noticed that the arms on, on the the JT are really really long, and uh, it makes for a nice ride. And uh, you get a lot you just from the the factory you get a lot of more articulation out of it but if i wanted to put long arms on the gladiator would this long arm kit work for that it does yeah we make a special gladiator the fronts are the same right gladiator right. to, to jljt same same on the front but the rear on the on the gladiator is, is definitely longer so okay. we uh we do have a it's it's a different kit for the rear of them but yeah it uh so so does that kit does that kit include the extended travel or if you were doing the long arm of the rear you would need to add or you potentially would want to add the extended travel yeah anytime we get above like three and a half inches we we put the extended travel kit in there because the guy's going that big um you know he wants the real deal oh yeah yeah absolutely so it would be a part of the kit that's good i like that that's great uh, it really sounds like you guys have really done a lot of work and thought uh, through this stuff, but uh, I guess that's what happens when you do it for 20 years, right? Yeah, and I, and I walked through our engineering department, and I'm like, holy cow, there's there's like armies of them in there, you know, and they're all staring at their little screens and stuff and quietly working away, so I go abuse them. That's what I need of to course, do. you have to. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you, you got well, nothing you else guys, to do, right? How could it be so quiet in here? Anybody alive? <laughs> I don't know. So no, they're a good group of guys. So I gotta say that it, it. I bet you it was really interesting starting at it twenty years ago and seeing everything grow and knowing the history behind everything. I bet you it's just amazing to have been a part of all this. We uh, we haven't even touched on the Falcon side of the thing. Oh well, let's talk about Falcon. Oh, well, that's just as, as this growth. I mean, I remember back in 08, probably we had maybe, maybe 40 employees, 40 people worked there. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're whatever, 230, something like that. You know, it just jumped up. And, and then for a while, I thought we were a real estate, real estate company because we started just buying buildings. And then we buy the next one next to that. So we could use that for the warehouse for that one. Right. But the Falcon thing, that was, uh, 
we we work with some some great shock companies and they're they're you know Fox and all these guys the king good shocks mm -hmm. i'm not you know there's not bad mouthing anybody at all but they were so big that we said we go to them we say we need you to do this and this to the shocks do the tune on it so that it'll do this for us now this a little bit down that and they're like guys you know we we can't just little piddly little company we can't do that for you guys you know we're, we're trying to make millions of these shocks we just can't right. change the line up and make some changes in them and like, yeah we get it okay so uh, at uh what has it been like six years ago or so we uh remember it was at sema i was talking to mark the owner and he's like i think we're going to do shocks well i had just come from a tour of seeing uh the fox operation and, and king and some of these big shock companies and that's not an easy undertaking right. there's some tech there it's some amazing stuff to see when they're when they're what they're building you know so in my mind i was like holy cow how are we going to do that well we did it by starting to just roll in cnc mills started to cruise in so okay we're building these from ground up all right and then uh we got some engineers that were just really sharp that uh brought in some new concepts to it so uh, some of the things with the Jeep is uh, we all experience is, is that body roll. Right. Going down the freeway, windstorms, whatever. We're driving these stinking boxes and we can just feel these things getting blown around. So um, the, the philosophy is more like a, a, a sports cartoon where they have a lot of rebound built into them. So they can compress, but the, so the rebound is the pullback out is real slow. It has a lot of resistance to letting that come back out. So our tuning philosophy is, is quite a bit different than uh, a lot of companies. And then the other thing they did is, is make it so that we can have adjustability in it. So we can we can adjust that compression dampening so that we can have it soft when you're just putting around town, bombs driving, whatever. Then you go out on the trail and start going through some big whoops and so forth. It's easy to click that thing up and uh, and stiffen those those guys up so you're not bottoming your suspension anymore. Huge difference um yeah i i remember when i first when i got my first jeep how it happened is i was at down in moab and i had my bronco at the time and uh i won this set of shocks and they a set of the old uh those old 9550s that the ranch show had you know the air adjustment all that on them mm -hmm. so i got these shocks i'm like well shoot now i need to get a jeep to put shocks on you know <laughs> i went around and, and now, when you say Bronco, you mean the proper Bronco, not the new one. Yeah, the proper Bronco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one we all like. <laughs> yeah. uh, shoot. But anyway, why I went there is the, the adjustability on They had these air adjusts, and I would drive down the road, and I'm like, hey, that's soft. That's firm now. I can adjust my shocks. Anybody? <laughs> He's like, I don't feel anything. Yeah, me neither. All right. Oh, no. So these these actually you switch it you're just like oh my gosh you know you're bottoming your suspension through the whoops and all of a sudden you switch it you know I we have in cab adjustability on some of them too so wow switch that thing and that's it just nice goes, no more bottom it's just instantly are you kidding me that's is it is it Bluetooth can you do it on your phone just uh, tell yeah, it yeah you can do the Bluetooth <laughs> <laughs> I know. Man, uh, oh, you know how the kids are. They love the Bluetooth. <laughs> See, that's it. another Jeep Talk Show million-dollar idea. We just gave you that. So <laughs> it, we do. It, there's an app on the phone. 
<laughs> that you can adjust them with. So doesn't do anything, can, but there's an app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you can. So you have the electronic to switch, 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 but there's an accelerometer in the box. So mm -hmm. as, as you're driving down the road, if you hit something hard, that accelerometer fills it. And it just instantly switches them to firm. Just bam. Oh, really nice. Yeah, and then it goes right back to soft. Well, I can adjust it how hard I want it to hit before I go to firm. Or how long I want it to stay firm, or if I want to just on or right back off, or you can adjust all that from your phone on Bluetooth. But. Well, you know, I'm just thinking, and perhaps it's because I'm a guy. I'm thinking this is a great opportunity that if you're out with a girl, instead of having to run out of gas, you can just adjust the the, the stability of the of the drivetrain and go. Oh, I got a problem with this. We gotta we gotta sit here and let the shocks cool off. <laughs> This is, this is serious. We can't move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know exactly where I'm coming from. So, you know, I, you got me thinking, and I'm thinking about steering stabilizers, probably the most useless thing on a Jeep, uh, but I've heard <laughs> differing uh, ideas behind that. So uh, I, I made the mistake of letting my uh, one of my co-hosts drive the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator off-road, and now my steering stabilizer is damaged. And so, of course, I start looking for why they put that thing down low. I never know. I know 90% of the people are never going to hit on anything, but I did, or really he did. So <laughs> he drove for 15 minutes. It had to have been him. <laughs> so I was looking at these uh, steering stabilizers that you guys have with that adjustability. You can quickly adjust uh, the stability of the shock. I mean, and, and I got to be honest, immediately I thought, what's that bit hanging out the other end of the stabilizer? That looks cool. Is that a switch on it? I got to have that. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't care what it did. It just looks cool. People buy the Falcons with the reservoir, that piggyback on it with that red knob. Yeah. I'll talk to them at a show and I'm like, ah, you know, you're not really using it. You could probably be fine with this, this, this monotube Falcon. It'd work great for you for what you're doing. Well, no. Does it have that knob? Oh, no. I want that knob. Of course you do. I bet All you right. there's some interesting meetings in design. How can we make this look really cool? It doesn't do a damn thing. How can we make it look really cool? Well, you know, people want what they want. And, and if you don't sell it to them, they're going to get it from somebody else. Yeah. No, I, I know there's nothing wrong with it. No, nope, nope, not at all. So, so tell me about the adjustability on that steering stabilizer. What does yeah. it do? It just, it's a through shaft. So it's actually got a, a uh, like a diaphragm in the middle and the shaft goes through it. Mm -hmm. So as it's going, it's, it's, it's kind of backwards because the, the body is solid or the, yeah, I guess the shaft is, and then the body's traveling back and forth on it. Oh, okay. So kind of crazy to look at them. Yeah, that makes going. sense. But because it's a, uh, an equal force, we call them EF stabilizer. It has equal pressure on both sides. We used to, we used to put, we, we get a Jeep all lifted. We put those, it was the, the old Toyos back in the day. We put them on and every one of those dang things would pull to the left. And we're like, what the heck? We can't make these not pull. And we rotate them. Anything you want doesn't do it. Take them off. Oh, now it doesn't pull. So then we decided we could put a, uh, uh, a gas charge steering stabilizer on it where the shaft's always slowly creeping out, you know. Put that baby on there. It gives you a slight pull to the right. That's pulling to the left. Straight down the road. Interesting. Interesting. So, so, so ours doesn't do that. The equal force means that it just sits there. There's mm -hmm. no pressure either direction on it. It's not going to influence your steering. So, but it just, you know, from medium, you know, soft, medium, and firm, the difference, I mean, it's substantial. Like if, if we're going um, off road, I'll put it on soft just so I can, you know, easily turn, you know, whipping through the trees, that kind of thing. Right. But if I'm, 
rallying it even on the freeway if i if we're loaded up going camping and windstorm or whatever I, I would be on the freeway driving to an event or something i'm getting blown all over i'd stop go out turn that shock up turn up all my uh my, my falcons on the jeep and it's like are you kidding me all of a sudden i'm just solid going down the road there's no more following the ruts and all that stuff it just tracks really nice i That's like the good news. i like the way that sounds <laughs> the bad news is when you pull into a, a parking lot and you're like, oh, there's a spot. <laughs> <laughs> that steering wheel just like, oh. Well, well now it's time for the hydro assist, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get used to it and you can do it, but when it's on stiff, it's stiff. That's interesting. So, I like that. Yeah, interesting, so. so I think I'll have to go that direction. Now, let, let me, let me. I don't know if uh, if you guys uh, sell the stuff that the steering stabilizer connects to, but would you recommend doing upgrades to uh, all all the components that are part that are part of the stabilizer, the tie rod, and so on and so forth, or can you go straight to it yeah. uh, stock? You can go straight to the stock one if you're going to wheel it hard. Then obviously the the upgrade on that tie rod is pretty huge. You know, you do that. Sure. Ranging five eighths, uh, and then our rod ends are are adjustable, meaning if they get loose, you just tighten it a little bit, and mm -hmm. off you go. So they're adjustable for wear on them. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a great solution if you're going to go around slamming it. But but we actually move our shock up on top of the tie rod just. That's where it mounts. We got to that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I definitely don't want to put something brand new uh, down low. I've already, I've already messed that one up. So, uh, but I guess what I'm asking is, can you get the uh, the, uh, the 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 stabilizer uh, now and then use the stock, and then it will still work for the upgraded stuff as well? Yeah, it clamps to the tie rods. So what we do is we have two size clamps. So you can just swap that clamp out. Gotcha. And, uh, Good, and I it's, like that. It's, it's a big bill of aluminum piece, but still it just it unscrews out of it and you can swap them out. Oh, you had me you had me sold at bill of aluminum because it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is wonderful. I am so glad that I've spent this time talking to you. And we've only just scratched the surface of this stuff. Did you have any more Falcon information you wanted to give us? I mean, you mentioned about wanting yeah. to talk about them. I don't know. I don't want to keep you from talking about anything specific or especially no, that, about something uh, that nobody knows about. <laughs> the Falcon thing is, uh, is really grown. And, and, and because it's, uh, we left Terraflex is just Jeep, but the Falcon side, uh, we make them for trucks for the, and sure. even the guys with the tow rigs are all, when are you making them for my, my truck? So, um, we've got them on our one ton, um, Ram. And I just went across the country to Jeep Beach and that thing and back. And, and we have a, a tow haul mode on those. So if you're pulling a trailer and, and you get going through those swoops and stuff and some of these miserable roads out there where it strikes bucking on you and all that, you just put that baby up on firm and it just, it really settles down that buck. So it just, it just floats along and comes, it keeps it on getting under control. And then you can put it back to soft when you're, you know, uh, not dragging something around so that it drives a little better for you. So anyway, that that's that's a section. Should we make them for Van Compass? They're the those guys that the Overland, um, like those Mercedes vans and so forth. Uh, we make all the the Falcons for those guys. Uh, Ready Lift, we do them for uh, Ready Lift, which uh, is a, a truck lift company. So we supply all theirs and. Um, and it's it's funny every once in a while they'll say okay you need to you need to remake some mounts and get us these uh get us a set of shocks for this uh ford whatever f-250 and 
just need them as quick as you can. We're like, uh, and our guys are like, uh, we need the truck here because we need to tune it. No, it's going to be just like the, the other F-250. No, no, we have to tune it. Every one of our shocks are tuned for the vehicle they're made for. And these guys will spend, you see them spend six months messing with it and, and dialing it in, seat of the pants, dyno it, back and forth. And, and that's the secret to having a shock that actually works that people like to ride in because it's, it's not one size fits all. You spend a lot of time dialing it in, and then they'll pass it around. You go drive it, see if you like it. You like it, what do you like, not like it. Right. But we all, we input on it, and um, yeah, I'm just really impressed with the, the work that the- Oh, it, it's great to have people that care that much about it, to put that much time into adjusting a shock. I mean, I know that that's their job, but still, how exciting is that going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go adjust the shock today. <laughs> that's what I was doing yesterday and last month. <laughs> yeah. Some, it was it was so awful to see. Like remember, we got our first JL, brand new JLs. Oh, we got a JL. Okay, and most guys would go out and rally it through this field. Just you know, just okay. We're just getting a baseline. These guys <laughs> would just beat the car out of this thing, laughing it around out there, and then they bring it in. And all right, let's put some shocks on it and start playing with it. But yeah. So the mean. so these people, including yourself, you guys pay Terraflex to work there, right? Because it just sounds like a <laughs> it just sounds like something fun to do. Honey, <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out it at Terraflex is, again today. <laughs> it, it really is an awesome company, and we have a it's it's really interesting the company culture. Just uh, like we have a they'll send out an email. Hey, we're going to Sand Hall this weekend. Who wants in? You know. There's a bunch of guys will just all load up and we'll go down and go wheel and um yeah they, they trade jeeps around you know the guys up in customer service have one that they roll around those guys all drive it and take it out camp and whatever mm-hmm. um not my jeep though no no of course not <laughs> I'll learn my lesson letting Josh uh, drive my Jeep, and I got a dense st- st- steering stabilizer. He's rolling his eyes. Oh, God, would you just leave it alone? <laughs> well, this is really, really cool. And, uh, of course, you've got all the uh, the axle stuff. You've got some uh, knuckles that you, can, uh, that you can buy and put on the existing axles. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff here, and it sounds like uh, – I, I know the, the YJ guys shed a tear earlier when you said, we really don't have anything for the YJ anymore, but come on. That's, that's a number of years ago. But the TJ guys, we're still we still got everything for the TJ guys and our our TJ those that uh, that pro kit that long arm pro kit is the bomb and then we and then we do that high steer conversion where there's a crossover steering conversion right that will change your life. T- the TJs are great vehicles and they have the iconic or at least most of them have the iconic 4.0 liter engine which are yeah. just a great engine. Not much yeah. on horsepower, but torque and longevity. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, good old motors. Yep, yep. Well, you know how the kids love the social media, and uh, I know that uh, Terraflex has lots of lots of that. Dennis, where uh, where can they find you? I mean, we we mentioned uh, Terraflex.com for the website to go and look and all yeah. the the great stuff. But uh, what about the social media? Are you guys on the the TikTok and the, the Instagram and the Pinterest? <laughs> Embarrassingly enough, yes. <laughs> it's the new thing. <laughs> I'm enjoying the hell out of TikTok. <laughs> I I keep I got an account then I cancel and I put it back on they're like you need an account on there okay okay but yeah we got the Terraflex suspensions all one word is that's the YouTube and the uh, um, Instagram Mm -hmm. those two going and then TikTok is uh, 
Post I don't know. I guess I think we did the same thing. The Terraflex suspensions. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll know I'm so down on TikTok. But <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's very uh, it's very interesting. It's uh it, it it's right in my wheelhouse. It reminds me of kindergarten where all the books had pictures. So it's perfect for me. <laughs> well, that's kind of Instagram too, isn't it? Some people are like, we need a bunch of content for TikTok. I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Oh, they need to be like fifteen or thirty seconds or something. Okay. Oh my God! I see. I see you there on some of the the thumbnails here on uh, on on TikTok. You know, I call it the TikTok, and my wife gets so pissed off because when she tells somebody something about uh, TikTok, she'll she'll call it TikTok because I she hears me saying that all the time and gets so mad at me every time I say it. Stop saying that! I'm repeating that. People think I'm an idiot. <laughs> I said, "Well, you married me. There's they're already sure of that." <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm a, well, we're the uh, G Talk Show is already following uh, TerraFlex suspensions on uh, on TikTok and Instagram. I'm not sure about Facebook and uh, and uh, YouTube. I'll have to look into that. TerraFlex suspensions, all one word. Yeah, our our Facebook is is really active. Mm-hmm. Um, we we haven't put as much effort. Our YouTube, we started out on YouTube, and so we have like millions of views on there for sure. But um, we put a lot of effort into Facebook, I guess, as far as uh, boosting and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of traction on there very very cool well you know i, I believe you have something for our listeners a giveaway item which we really oh, yeah. really appreciate yeah we said what's something that everybody can use not for themselves but for their friends exactly and that's a recovery kit so you can just go ahead and tow your friends out because i know you guys won't be needing it wait for them yeah, we have a host that uh, she didn't want to get a winch for her Jeep because she wasn't going to need it. She was just she was she was new to off road, and we all we just fell out. Yeah, but now you're going to need it for sure. So uh, what I got writ- written down here in our notes is a TerraFlex recovery kit that in- includes a tow strap, a tree strap, two uh, D ring. Uh, I'm sorry, two D rings, uh, or I'm sorry, two D rings. Two D. This they would be really flat. Yeah. Bag, <laughs> deflators, and a hat. I mean, the hat is going to be the biggest thing there because they're going to know that you're using the TerraFlex recovery kit when you're wearing that hat, which I'm assuming has TerraFlex on it. So, I, I oh, yeah, it's got a logo. Okay, good, actually. good. <laughs> so, it's a $150 uh, value, and uh, all we need to know is a, a caller number, which I think you allowed me to, to pick. So, uh, you guys know how this works. You have to be a, a certain caller number, and that caller number is going to be caller number 18. And uh, Dennis, do you remember the uh, the phrase that pays that we want the the callers to say, or you want me to tell them that? Yeah, it's uh, give me some TerraFlex love. That's right, give me some TerraFlex love. It kind of sounds like it needs that theme song from uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. Now, Dennis, you asked a good question, and some of our listeners may not know this. We're just used to it because we've been doing giveaways for so long. Um, now, what happens uh, that you call into our voicemail line and you have to say, uh, give me some TerraFlex love for this giveaway. And what we do is we count each one. And if you mess up or if you call in more than once, which you can't do, which you just heard, uh, it, you're disqualified. And that means that that number, that that call is not counted as getting to number 18. I've seen some people lose out 
on being caller number 18 because the person ahead of them screwed it up because <laughs> they were disqualified so caller in this case caller 18 uh, would have been 17 and of oh, course sure. and of course being the nice guy i am i never tell them hey you almost won <laughs> <laughs> never i never do that well dennis thank you so much for being with us tonight it's uh, it's great to have somebody on from a great company like terraflex uh, i did not know about the falcon connection or how it how it came to be and the other uh, manufacturers sock manufacturers are probably kicking themselves because they made competition for themselves simply because they they didn't have the time or the the, the tenacity to take on this project for you guys yeah well you know they're they're doing okay oh they're yeah just, no absolutely but falcon's doing okay too wrong. yeah falcon is a, is a big name so you guys have it's done very well with that. how well it's done and you see them everywhere you know it's, it, you'll see them just because it's that iconic little piggyback mm -hmm. you see them peeking over everybody's tires and like yeah you can see them there. yeah that's got to be it has to be a great feeling to go to a company that is so beloved and uh, and and people buy and use well dennis thank you very much for being with us and uh, we'll have to have you back on again because i know we've only scratched the surface of all the information you have and, and the next time you come on i want to get into the dirt because i know that you know a lot of back background stuff that's going on that we, we that you don't want anybody to know we'll, we'll send you a case of beer and get you drunk and then just get you talking about it Let's make it Yo, nervous. There's, You'll there's, never... there's some background you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see a bonus check coming. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks again for Dennis Wood uh, from Terraflex.com uh, coming on and talking to us. Uh, I know all of you have already heard about terraflex.com and if you haven't you should take some time to go over there and look at their products terraflex.com and if you have a gladiator you know you absolutely know you want to have more articulation in uh, the rear of your gladiator so <laughs> go over there and check out that kit they've got a, a couple of different ones full kits uh to, down to just uh, something that uh, gives you the articulation and uh without the uh, the additional expense or uh and functionality that you get from their their full kit hey do you have an idea for a guest do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does or maybe you would like to be a guest on the jeep talk show Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. It could be you. Hey, coming up next week, guest Ryan Thurston from Red Arc Electronics. Uh, Chris, tell me what you, what do you remember about uh, Red Arc Electronics? Red Arc, they do the uh, power, power management, forgive me, power management for your uh, Jeep or overland vehicle. Uh, brake controllers, dual batteries, and a lot of things to talk about on the show. I know it's, there's been quite a bit of uh, uh, debate and controversy on dual battery setups, but Red Arc is a company that can help you with that, with your isolators, your battery management systems and mounting and getting everything ready for your, your next uh, off-road uh, overland adventure. Oh, and anytime I throw something like that at you and, and you don't remember because <laughs> it mm -hmm. wasn't in the show notes, just say, uh, pass, pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I actually, we'll, no, I appreciate and I, that. I know how I, you are because you just kind of remember these things. So, but just let's let you know, you can just say, hey, and then we'll look it up and then we'll come back and it'll, it'll look like we're professionals and know what we're doing. <laughs> well, no, I, I if that, if that uh, didn't sound genuine, I, I just typed his name in there because I'm like, oh, looking at the calendar and then I clicked on the, the, the link, link which yeah. you have in the calendar. <laughs> That's and what I did. It just, it just came up because for a split second, I'm like, Red Arc, I'm, I'm thinking for some reason I thought it was 
the Dometic refrigerator guy that because I remember talking to the Dometic refrigerator guy and he was like a rep and then Red Arc came up. But yeah, it's the dual battery and uh that's that's what I recall. Um they have a lot of other stuff. But yeah, it's all around uh uh refrigerators. Or well, they know, have refrigerators, but power. Well, you know, this is a good point. I don't want uh, Ryan to think we don't remember him. Uh, right. Ryan knows how long ago it was when we recorded his interview, and I didn't mention this when we were talking about Jay Leno and the image and the coincidence of uh, the Element Fire uh, interview coming up. We actually uh, recorded the uh, Element Fire interview with Robert uh, back on May 18th. So, oh, wow. yeah, so <laughs> no disrespect to uh, to Red Arc because, uh, you know, as soon as I hear the interview, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, but we've done a lot of interviews. We've got a lot of interviews recorded, and it was a while back because we only, we've done a lot of, we've recorded a lot of interviews, uh, and we only do one a week, so it, it mm-hmm. takes time to get them out. So, yeah, anyway, uh, funny, funny stuff, uh, and uh, another uh, reason why it was such a weird coincidence uh, with the Element Fire um, interview coming up when it did. You know, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it is as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. But damn it, there's no reason to unsubscribe. Exactly. Unless you're unless you're changing jobs and you have to unsubscribe for one email address and you and you need to subscribe to a new one, then there's a good reason to unsubscribe. Well, just subscribe twice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Let the let the new person uh, get those emails too. Exactly. Hey, that's all for the Jeep Talk Show. There is for now, Jeeper. Until next show, be sure and check us out on Instagram, and you can see all these new episodes popping up, and uh, hopefully not any images that you will uh, take offense at, uh, but uh, hopefully they're interesting images. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Well, Chris, that's it for this show. Thank you very much for being here, and uh, we'll catch you next week. All righty. You too, Tony. Podcasting since 2010.